Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew speaks on the resurrection in this sermon entitled, Jesus Christ, Our Living Savior, preached April the 8th, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. The enemies of Jesus asked him, to show them a miraculous sign that they may believe in him. He gave them the greatest sign, his resurrection from the dead. He said, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Yet they refused to believe in him. Paul said, Jews demand miraculous signs, and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. I say to you, saints of God, Jesus Christ is risen. I want to speak to you about Jesus Christ, our living Lord. It is true that the truth of the Christian message is inextricably linked to the historical reality of the life and death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was the mission of Jesus Christ that he defeat all God's enemies, the devil, the demons, and all humans who follow the devil in complete obedience. And finally, it was his mission to defeat death itself. So we read in Colossians 2, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. By his incarnational life and death, Jesus fully accomplished his father's mission. By his once for all death on the cross, And he is coming again for his final mop-up operation. Sadducees did not believe in the bodily resurrection. Greeks did not either. For them, matter was evil. And so salvation consisted in the liberation of the soul from the prison house of the human body. So for the Greeks, bodily resurrection was not the fullness of salvation, but the re-imprisonment of the soul. The Greeks believed only in the vague notion of the immortality of the soul. The Pharisees believed in the resurrection of the body On the last day, Jesus Christ declared, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Four times Jesus Christ declared that he will raise all who believe in him on the last day. The unbeliever with his Fallen reason cannot understand that God will raise the dead. He cannot understand spiritual things because he has no Holy Spirit. And therefore he has no renewed mind. 
He negates the greatest reality by saying in his heart, there is no God. He's a fool pretending to be an intellectual. Being a fool, he does not believe in God's creation, providence, redemption, or the final judgment. The resurrection of Jesus Christ demonstrates God's power over death and all his enemies. The Jewish Sanhedrin knew the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They knew Jesus himself raised up Lazarus from the dead. Though he was dead and decaying for four days. They knew all other miracles Jesus Christ performed. They knew that he predicted his own death and resurrection on the third day. Therefore, the authorities sealed the tomb of Jesus and posted guards to keep Jesus from rising from the dead. But Jesus rose and it was reported to the Sanhedrin. But they gave them large sum of money and told them to keep this matter to themselves. The Sanhedrin listened to the apostolic witness to the resurrection. But they failed to stop their preaching. They failed to stop the growth of the church because they could not produce the dead body of Jesus. They could not because Jesus Christ indeed was raised from the dead, as he said. First, then, Christ is our life. 1 Corinthians 15 is the longest chapter in the entire Bible that deals specifically with the resurrection of Jesus Christ and therefore also the resurrection of all true believers in him. The Greek word egero, to raise from the dead, appears in this chapter 19 times. And it appears seven times in the perfect passive, egegertai, indicating Jesus now lives and he lives forever and he shall never die again. So Paul says, For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Jesus Christ himself said in Revelation chapter 1, I'm the living one. I was dead, but behold, I am alive forevermore, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Christ, friends, by his life and death, secured benefits for us, life everlasting for us, who himself had no need for them, being very God and very man. He secured for us forgiveness of all our sins. He secured for us justification, reconciliation, adoption, and glorification. He, friends, took all our liabilities, and we receive all his assets by faith in Jesus Christ, our bridegroom. Because Christ has been raised forever, we live forever in him. 
wages of sin was eternal death Jesus died our death on the cross and so the gift of God is eternal life for us the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ was totally satisfactory to the father and so the father raised his son from the dead death could not hold him down in the grave why because Jesus was without sin by his death he destroyed our death and freed us into the sphere of everlasting life number 2 Christ's resurrection is a historical fact. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a historical fact proved beyond a shadow of doubt by God the Father himself. The Old Testament required two witnesses to establish a fact in the court. And New Testament recognizes this requirement we read in Deuteronomy 19 one witness is not enough to convict a man accused of any crime or offense he may have committed a matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses Matthew 18 but if he will not listen take one or two others along so that every matter be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses luke as a historian collected eyewitness reports to write his two volume work luke acts and we read in the introduction to luke's gospel Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word therefore since i myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you most excellent theophilus so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught acts chapter 1 in the introduction luke says after his suffering he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. Saint Peter says in Acts 10, we are witnesses of everything he did. in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem they killed him by hanging on a tree but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen he was not seen by all the people but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And Saint Paul said in Acts 17 for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed he has given proof 
who God the Father has given proof of this to all men, believers and unbelievers, to all men of the whole world, by raising him from the dead. Witnesses saw the empty tomb and they saw the strips of linen lying there and the burial cloth that had been around his head lying there in order undisturbed. They heard the angel say, you are seeking Jesus of Nazareth. He is not here, he is risen. As he said, come and see the empty tomb the women saw him and clasped his feet Mary Magdalene saw him heard him call her by name and touched him he told his disciples in the upper room to touch him he said I'm not a ghost I have a physical body of flesh and bones Touch me and see me. He ate before them broiled fish to give them convincing proof that he is risen from the dead. He ate and drank with his disciples 40 days after his resurrection. Yet Thomas refused to believe the eyewitness testimony of the apostles he demanded that he would believe only if he saw him personally and put his fingers in the nail prints on his hands and feet and put his hand into his side to touch the spear wound mark Jesus appeared to him He was asked to touch him. And Thomas believed. Yet Jesus said to him. Because you have seen me. You have believed. A rebuke. Blessed are those who have not seen. And yet believed. You are to believe on the basis of the report. Eyewitness report. In the scriptures. Saint Peter says in First Peter 1 verse 8. Though you have not seen him. You love him. Even though you do not see him now. You believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Jesus Christ, friends, is not going to make a special appearance today to unbelievers that they may believe. It's not going to happen. We are to believe the eyewitness report of those who were chosen by God to witness the risen Christ. Today we see the risen Christ in the apostolic witness encapsulated in the Bible and Paul cites six appearances in 1 Corinthians 15 1 through 11 first to Peter then to the 12 apostles then to more than 500 brothers at one time then to James the Lord's brother then to all the apostles and last of all to Paul the chief of sinners friends he does not make such appearances anymore to satisfy unbelievers curiosity and demand so Jesus gave many we are told convincing infallible proofs that he was alive And he did this for 40 days. Peter says, as I read to you, they killed him by crucifixion. But on the third day, God raised him from the dead and caused him to be seen by chosen witnesses who ate and drank with him. After he rose from the dead. 
And to the Athenian St. Paul, the eyewitness declared, God now commands all people everywhere to repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice. By the man he has appointed, he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. If you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you are declaring that God is a liar. Many convincing proofs. According to God's definition of convincing proofs. To all men, believers and unbelievers. These proofs come from the eyewitness report in the Holy Bible. To establish a matter as fact required. Two witnesses by the court. But Paul says that the risen Christ was seen by more than 500 brothers at one time. Instead of the legal requirement of two witnesses... God has given us more than 500 witnesses. What Paul says is this. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first to rise from the dead. Never to die again. Is a historical fact proven beyond a shadow of doubt. By not two. But over 500 witnesses. And that without this resurrection, there is no good news for sinners. Number three, the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel has four elements in First Corinthians 15, 3 through 8. First, that Christ, apetanen huberton, Amartion Hemon, that Christ died. He died a sacrificial death. He died a substitutionary death. He died an atoning death. And he died for our sins. Who bear one of the greatest and glorious words in the Bible who bear in behalf of and in my place Christ died he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him Christ died for our benefit not for his he had no sin Christ died our death the wages of sin is death, sir. And he died katatas grafas according to the scriptures. It was prophesied in Isaiah 53 and Psalm 16 and so on. Number two, Christ was buried at a His death was certain. The buried shows his death was certain as well as his resurrection was certain. Matthew 28, 6 and Mark 16, 6 the angel called the people and said come and see where he lay. He is not here, he is risen just as he said. The tomb has reference to his death as well as to his resurrection. Burial proves his death as well as his resurrection. The witnesses did see the empty tomb. It was an infallible proof. Number three, he was raised a gager tie. Perfect passive indicative, third person singular of a gero. And it appears in verse 4, 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 27 times. That means God raised him and he lives forever and forever for us. He lives forever. He shall never die again. His one death was effectual for our salvation. 
and his resurrection itself was katatasgraphas according to the scriptures again Isaiah 53 and Psalm 16 he was raised you ask the question who raised him and the Bible clearly says the father raised him Romans 8 verse 11 and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you Acts 2 St. Paul Peter says but God raised him from the dead freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep him down number four the element fourth element he was seen of he was seen that is the evidence of his resurrection God the father made certain that a certain number of people chosen by him may see Christ as risen from the dead Friends, God gave us many infallible proofs of Christ's resurrection. He gave us abundance of proofs, convincing proofs, not only to us, but to the whole world, sir. Friends, God is not asking us to believe in nothing. He is not asking us to leap in the dark. He is asking us to believe the gospel of truth, facts, historical reality the apostles declared with boldness the gospel and died for the gospel because they were eyewitnesses of his life his death his resurrection and his ascension this gospel is not man created like the belief system of other religions Paul says what I received I passed on to you gospel is of God's creation we receive we don't add to it we don't subtract from it we receive we believe we are saved and we proclaim that's our job what is the gospel Jesus Christ the son of God died for our sins and was raised for our justification and we are told it is in protois it is of first importance young man old man do you understand the gospel is of first importance it is not of last importance it is the one thing needful to sinners who are under law under sin under the wrath of God under the eternal death one thing needful the gospel is that you need most of all not money not power not fame the gospel alone will put you under grace and in Christ to enjoy eternal life seek therefore first the gospel of the kingdom of God the heretics infiltrated the Corinthian church they denied bodily resurrection of the dead these heretics were the intellectuals they said we do not see the dead rise therefore the dead do not rise therefore Jesus Christ was not raised this is what Plato said in 500 BC and this is what believe this is our gospel death is it therefore they said stop believing in the miracle of resurrection you are a fool if you believe in this doctrine of the bodily resurrection you are a bible thumper a fundamentalist so today's intellectuals laugh at orthodox Christianity what is their problem they deny the infinite personal God 
because the fool has said in his heart there is no God so they pontificate that God did not create the world ex nihilo there is no God of providence there is no absolute morality there is no sin there is no guilt there is no judgment there is no post mortal existence eat drink and sin all you want for today or tomorrow we die and that is the end so don't read the bible don't believe in jesus christ don't believe in his resurrection but by a lot of insurance paul tells us that these intellectuals have a huge problem they are ignorant of god god almighty god all wise god all holy god all knowing god eternal personal god god the creator and god the redeemer and so we read first corinthians 15:33 and 34 do not be misled bad company corrupts good character come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning for there are some who are what sir ignorant of god and i say this to your shame this was the problem of the pharisees and sadducees so jesus said to them you do are because you do not believe in the scripture you do not know the scripture nor the power of god friends only god can raise the dead so paul told king agrippa and his unbelieving friends acts 26:8 why should any of you consider it incredible that what god raises the dead so those who are ignorant of god ignorant of scripture remain ignorant of this resurrection of jesus christ they therefore reject the gospel number 3 death friends is defeated forever so we read and i preached on this when we went through the book of isaiah isaiah 25 7 through 9 god almighty says sir on this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people the sheet that covers all nations he will swallow up death forever the sovereign lord will wipe away the tears from all faces he will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth the lord has spoken in that day they will say surely this is our god we trusted in him and he saved us this is the lord we trusted in him let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation hallelujah god defeats death by the death and resurrection of jesus christ his son the resurrection of jesus christ declares the defeat of death and all god's enemies if there is no resurrection of jesus christ god is defeated the devil has won but the mission of jesus was to defeat death and all god's enemies and he has done it jesus christ is risen hallelujah we have been raised with him already spiritually we shall be raised with him with an immortal glorious body on the last day why is it because paul says but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our savior christ jesus who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel christ has destroyed death and brought life immortal life sir hallelujah 
But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For us in Adam all die. So in Christ all will be made alive. Christ's resurrection, friends, guarantees the resurrection of all who believe in him. He is the aparche, the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep in him. The Jews brought the first sheaf of grain in the temple to be consecrated to God. The first fruits pointed to the harvest. When the first fruits are consecrated, the harvest also is consecrated to God. The first fruits show that the coming harvest is like it in nature and quality. In the first fruits, the harvest is represented. This means in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our resurrection is represented. This means the resurrection of Christ points to and guarantees the resurrection and transformation of every believer in Jesus. And our resurrection body will also be like his body. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies, perishable bodies, weak bodies, corrupt bodies, so that they'll be like his glorious body. Jesus said, because I live you shall live also. In Adam we died, but in Christ we live. In Jesus Christ, every believer lives eternal life spiritually and physically. Life is in the Son. Did you understand that? Not in the Allah or in anybody else. Life is in the Son. And he who has the Son has life. How can I have the Son? By faith in Jesus Christ. If you confess with your mouth, friends, listen to me. It doesn't matter how old you are and how great a sinner you are. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what, sir? Saved, 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 saved. Nobody is going to be saved without believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A dead Jesus Christ cannot save anyone. He himself needs a savior. The Christ of liberalism therefore saves no one. So liberals are without hope and without God in this world. Jesus Christ was the first one to rise from the dead to live forevermore. This Jesus Christ is given, friends, all authority in heaven and on earth. He is now seated on the right hand of God in heaven. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is coming again to judge the living and the dead. He is coming to raise all who died in Christ, all who sleep in Jesus, and to transform all believers who are still living at his coming. The resurrection of Christ is the pledge and proof of the resurrection of all his people. Now, friends, death has no claim on true believers in Jesus Christ. Number four, we live forever. The sting of death is sin. Like scorpions the sting of death is sin it is everlasting sting the strength of sin is the law of God that is sin is the transgression of God's law the sinner is guilty the wages of sin is stinging death but Jesus Christ died who per torn hamartion hamon for our sins 
for our benefit in our behalf and in our place. Thank God. In our place and for our benefit, Jesus Christ drank fully the cup of divine wrath that was ours. Christ took it from me and he drank it to the dregs. Psalm 75, 8, in the hand of the Lord is a cup full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out and all the wicked of the earth drink it down to its very dregs. Jeremiah 25, 28, but if they refuse to take the cup from your hand and drink, tell them, tell them. This is what the Lord Almighty says. You must drink it. Thank God it is taken from my hand by Jesus Christ himself and drank it. He experienced the sting of death that was mine. Christ has taken away our sting of death. So we die in Christ. We sleep in Christ. Not without experiencing the sting of death because... Christ, who was born of virgin, born under the law to obey it fully, to redeem those under law, that, that is the true believers in Jesus Christ, that we might receive the full rights of sons. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In those days at that time, declares the Lord, search will be made for Israel's guilt, but there will be none. And for the sins of Judah, but none will be found, for I will forgive the remnant I spare. Jesus Christ has become our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. Isaiah 38, 17 says, God has put all our sins behind his back. Isaiah 43 says, he has blotted out our transgression. He remembers them no more. Oh, the blessed divine amnesia. Isaiah 44, he has swept away our offenses like a cloud. Your sins like the morning mist. Micah 7 says, Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance, who treads our sins underfoot and hurls our iniquities into the depths of the sea? Friends, so when we die, we die in Christ. Not in our sins. When we die, we shall die a stingless death. We die in hope that will not make us ashamed. To those who trust in Christ, to die is gain. To die is to live. To die is better. To be absent in this body is present with the Lord. It is called blessed happy it is called precious precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints at death our perfected spirit goes to paradise to the third heaven to Abraham's bosom to be with God enjoying greater degree of our salvation from there we shall come down with Christ to this earth to be clothed with our incorruptible powerful immortal glorious holy spirit engineered body of of flesh and bones with which to enjoy the fullness of salvation in the new heaven and in the new earth with God triune with the holy angels and with all God's holy people so Paul cries out in Romans 7 what a wretched man I am who shall rescue me from this body of death and the answer came thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord is Jesus Christ your Lord this morning sir confess him and get baptized today 
Not a dead and buried Jesus Christ, but a crucified, buried and risen Jesus Christ. The conqueror of death. We serve a living Savior. In the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God the Father swallowed up our death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. The last enemy shall be destroyed totally. Will be death when Christ comes. Paul says, friends, in a flash, in the tingling of an eye, and the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed for this perishable must day. It's a divine decree. It is a divine necessity. It's a divine ordination. This perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and this mortal with immortal. Notice there is continuity and discontinuity in our resurrection body. Then the scripture shall be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. And then Paul taunts and mocks death. By asking these questions, where or death is your victory? Where or death is your sting? You are defeated. You have no sting for the saints of God. But thanks be to God who gives the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord, not through anybody else. The Corinthians said there is no resurrection. Paul says what? There is no death. Hallelujah. Friends, neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Christ has given us eternal life. We shall ever live with our living Lord. In Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ, we are victorious every day. We are overcomers, friends. The devil flees in fear of us. We super conquer our enemies by faith in Jesus, uh, who died for our sins and was buried and who was raised from the dead. Katatas Graphas and was seen by the multitude of chosen witnesses to give many infallible proofs to all people of the earth. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. So what do we do, sir? Stand firm in the gospel. Be immovable, unshaken by those fools who deny the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Labor for the Lord, for Jesus Christ, the risen one is coming to reward the labor of his saints. Listen to the conclusion, sir. Let me read this scripture to you if you have been trusted in Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is for the resurrection of his people. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. Second Corinthians 4, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. First Thessalonians 4, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him. Our salvation is in and by and through Jesus Christ. No salvation outside of Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ by his death and resurrection defeated death forever. So we live. We live an eternal life. All blessings 
and happiness and life and peace and joy are to be found in him alone and from him they flow to us through faith in Jesus Christ this gospel is of first importance the purpose of human existence is to trust in Jesus Christ in his holy person and saving work so the question is have you trusted in him alone not in yourself deny yourself rely in Christ alone now and forever then you too can join with me and cry out with Saint Paul where or death is your victory where or death is your sting thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ your Lord your life your joy your peace your hope listen to what Jesus said to Martha I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever lives and believes in me will never die and now comes the question from Jesus Christ to you do you believe this and Martha replied yes Lord I believe that you are the Christ the son of God who was to come into the world then St. John concludes his gospel disclosing to us his purpose in writing it But these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus who died, Jesus who was buried, and Jesus who was raised, and Jesus who was seen. The Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Friends, trust in him today and rejoice with us Christians are the true intellectuals because they alone believe in God's truth of the gospel they alone truly live Heavenly Father we pray I have declared your truth by your unction and by your Holy Ghost and grant life to those who have no life and may your people be built up and edified and live a victorious Christian life in Jesus name Amen